Arn, I feel like, was good at explaining things. And uh, even if it didn't make sense, he would make it he would make it make a little bit of sense. Professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with the big guy, Ryback, with JD and Asian Joe starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. I am the Big Guy Ryback, episode 130. Starting off again with Ryan Satin with the Wrestling Report, fresh off his trip to Disneyland. What's going on? The Big Guys Wrestling Report with Ryan Satin, brought to you by Pro Wrestling Sheet. <laughs> uh, no, just uh, you know, it's very merry after after going <laughs> to the happiest place on earth. You know, I'm uh, and there's there's been man, it, it was crazy because you know, I one of the first one we're going to talk about is a big one uh, that that happened this week, okay. and 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 that's related to Arn Anderson being released from yep. WWE. Um, but before we like dig into it, you know, I another story broke that we're going to talk about after that while I was at Disneyland too, uh-huh. and I was like so frustrated that I couldn't really work on it while I was doing all this stuff at Disneyland, uh, and that's Bruce Pritchard being rehired by WWE. Yeah, uh, both both. Are crazy stories, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, like I couldn't believe it. the Bruce one. I'm, I I was saw that one coming more than the other one with Arn, but that still, yeah. it, it it's crazy. You're just trying to Very. enjoy a day at Disneyland, and you're getting dropped all these bombs on you. <laughs> Absolutely, can't relax. Just walk around oh, your churro, a nice cold <laughs> beverage, and just have a good time with your girlfriend and got trying to blow my Dole Whip, you know, and then. <laughs> We got brother love coming back to WWE, but but we'll we'll, we'll pause on that one. We'll come back to Arn okay. Anderson. So so Arn Anderson, I think is the is the biggest story of the week because you know you know more than me mm-hmm. how you know integrated he is into WWE. Yep. Um, I you know I got the tip on this late at night, you know a few nights ago, and I honestly didn't even believe the person at first. I was just like, no, what are you talking about? Like. Arn Anderson has been there since 2001, since, I think, since WCW yeah, closed, right? Yeah, since WCW closed. So yeah. like, like our entire like 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 we it's just you know Arn Anderson is a is a part of WWE for like I thought he was a lifer, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, I, I it's really unclear exactly what led to his, you know, firing at this point. Um, but it, from what I've, you know, it wasn't a mutual thing or anything like that. It wasn't like something that he asked for yeah. or anything like that. I mean, he was let go. He was fired. Yeah. You know, and um, I really don't know why. I know there's kind of like I see things that are kind of bubbling rumor wise of what it might entail. Um, but one of the things I did hear is that there was definitely you know some un some unhappiness on his part. It's not like he was necessarily, you know, um, he's tired. He's been there for a long time. Yeah. You know, there's only so much you can be a loyal soldier for so long, yeah. you know, and it's not like he was going against the grain or anything like that. But I, you know, from what I've heard, you know, it's like there are times when, you know, you're supposed to pass creative along to the, ta- to the talent. And, um, you know, if they, you know more than me, but if it's like them saying this sucks, 
him being like, yeah, I know, but this is what we have yeah. to do, as opposed to being like, no, it doesn't suck. Here's why. Yep. Um, he so, was great. He was a wrestler's uh, producer, too. He was one of the, like, he always looked out for the guys. And he, I, he was my producer a lot when I was there, a lot. He probably, and probably my favorite producer. Uh, I, I got along with all of them, and they were all great in their own ways. But he, I remember, um, he would always kind of give you the the Iggy on what was going on. In like he he like he'd calm. He was good at relaying information in a very calm way and putting a positive spin on it. Still, kind of even though he would, but he would acknowledge if something was shit, which made you feel good at least. He didn't bullshit you. He he was very straightforward and. I had many instances on, on different things there where he was. I have nothing but respect for for Arn Anderson, and uh, I'd heard. I tried to find out. I'd, I'd messaged a couple people, and, and nobody really. I just heard it was a bunch of bullshit. And uh, he he all the guys love him, man. You're not going to see anyone say anything bad about him and whatnot. But like you said, we he's also been... influenced so many people too. Yeah. Like not only you know. From, from everything you've said and from everything I've ever heard is like everyone loves working with Arn Anderson for for all the reasons that you just said. But he also, I mean, influenced a generation of, of, of wrestlers. You know, yeah. I mean, the Four yep. Horsemen were, you know, an, an iconic group. I mean, especially for like the wrestler's wrestler, like the yeah. ones who really grew up watching wrestling, the ones who love wrestling. Yep. Um, if you grew up during the attitude, not, not, not even the attitude, the eighties, the attitude, all, all, I shouldn't say the attitude era, that's not necessarily the four horsemen era, but like, if you grew up in the nineties, let's yeah. say that's a better way of looking at it. If you grew up in the nineties and the late eighties, where you, you, you know, the four horsemen, you yeah. know, and they were a part of your wrestling viewing. And so, um, you know, you, you know, I have a question for you when you, you know, just cause you were there, you say that Arn was, you know, like a, a wrestler's agent, you know, he was really there yeah. for the wrestler. But I feel like, you know, could you explain the difference between maybe the ones who aren't necessarily like that? Because they're all old wrestling, former wrestlers and stuff like that. So, how you know, what's the difference for someone who doesn't really, you know, who hasn't been there? Uh, he, I just think Arn gives you, so certain in the different producers, everyone kind of goes about things in their own way. But there'll be others that just straight up, that will just come out and like, this is what we're doing. You know, this is it, and they don't really explain it, and it kind of leaves you, you know, scratching your head sometimes. Arn, I feel like, was good at explaining things, and uh, even if it didn't make sense, he would make <laughs> it. He would make it make a little bit of sense, and it, or at least put you at, at ease uh, on this is what we have to do today. You know, this is this is from the from the top. Uh, you know, I, I don't agree with it, but this is what we have to do and whatnot and he just there's just something about him that's very endearing as a producer and he like he, and he has I think he has the respect of everyone because he was he was a good worker and but like and he's funny too that's another thing he's he's he has the some of the best one-liners Malenko too is is funny but 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 double man it was some that would come out of his mouth and he would he would get it rip into guys sometimes in front of a group of people and like he just but it was always harmless it was always funny and uh i don't know he just i i didn't i don't see him i didn't see him ever being gone but like another example too for remember when uh, my towards the end when i was on my way out he knew i was frustrated and we'd had some talks at different points and he uh it was when they wanted to switch me back heel again towards the very end and for no reason really 
And and he was one that just kind of, he said, you might want to fight this one. He, he said this, he goes, just essentially, he goes, you don't want to be flip-flopping. He goes... He said, they just turned your baby a year ago. He goes, you've had a good run. He goes, and, and like you could, there's more for that, for that baby face run. He goes, you don't want to flip back to being heel. He goes, the other heel run, we saw how that went, worked out. He said, and, and how they use you during that. Like, and it was just a very, just explaining. It wasn't it not, not talking to anybody or anything, but he was just kind of telling you his thoughts from a wrestler standpoint, from a guy that's been there that had a lot of experience. And he always, uh, and I just, I never heard anyone talk bad about him. And, and always, everyone, he always had everyone's respect. So, again, though, when you're there that long and, and I'd heard different things and whatnot, and it could be one of those deals where it's maybe a short-term deal where it was just, it was a discipli disciplinary type thing uh, where they, for whatever reason, or, you know, it could be something bigger. And with AEW, you know, lurking around the corner, that's a hell of a, a pickup if, uh, and maybe a little easier schedule for a while too. So that may not, I, I think, I honestly think that that could be a huge positive for pro wrestling for all those guys. Cause that's a guy with all the, the new, a lot of independent talent going there and whatnot. That's a guy psychology wise you want around 100%, especially with a young group of guys to get in. Cody knows that too. I'm sure, I'm sure there's already been phone discussions on that end. Well, you know, I interviewed Cody on Friday and that was the day I broke the story and so I I brought it up to him uh, the, the interview this goes up Monday right so the, the yeah. interview I did goes up Monday as well <clears throat> so you guys can check it out it'll be on the wrestling sheet uh, feed when this by the time this goes up okay but I brought it up to him I said like you know what do you what do you think first first he goes well is that legit and I was like I broke the story on it so yes like I obviously <laughs> stand, stand by the story you know and he was just like man like I don't understand. He was like, you know, he basically, he kept talking about how kind of like Arn kind of um, cultivated the golden circle of top talent yeah, right now, yeah. like the Cena's and the Charlotte's and, and, and all those kinds yeah. of people. He usually um, works. And that's like when I, when I first got into the main event scene, that's when he became, became even more hands-on with me and whatnot. He was and his role. It fluctuated a little bit when I was there as much, but like, I worked with him a lot. He, and he was with that golden circle and whoever is in that circle, he's around. Yeah, so I mean, I, 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 Cody definitely was definitely sounded interested. I mean, he didn't say it outright, obviously, because it just happened, but he definitely saw the value there. You know, he yeah. he knows that that's a huge acquisition for them uh, on that end, and, and that that to me that makes me excited. That's like so. I was like, man, that that makes AEW even more appealing to me with a guy like Arn Anderson if he can go there because that's I just he's he's. He, He's so smart to the business, and, and you know, he wrestled in a different time period. A lot of the things he would still give guidance on or recommend work extremely well with today's pro wrestling. And like, just psychology wise, man, he gets it. like the the legend. And that's yeah, like a, it, it's professor. He's like a professor in wrestling. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You can't. The, the knowledge in that guy's head for wrestling is yep. and they have un, and, uncomparable. And it's you know, but with WWE too, they're bringing in a lot of new uh, producers and stuff. You know, and Arn has been there a long time, but I, I he still has a lot to to give with pro wrestling. So it's not like I, I don't I think it was a shock. I, I I would have expected him to be there another ten fifteen years. I thought he was going to retire there. Absolutely, a yeah. Absolutely. But you know, guys, left. Remember, Fit Fit Finley got fired over an incident. Sure. 
and yeah. he was gone for one or two years, whatever it was, and he's been back. He's yep. been back ever since and, and whatnot. So, I assumed Billy Gunn was going to be back eventually too after he got released. Yep. But he's, he never he kind of he kind of seemed to enjoy the indie scene once he once he started to mess with it a little bit. Yeah, I did a show with him last year actually too. It was he's always a fun time to be around. He, uh, but he was doing a lot more bookings I saw on the independents and stuff. So I don't was, know yeah. if he he was wasn't quite ready to maybe just enjoying one last you know run on the independents essentially before kind of going back. Whatnot, because I mean, you can make a great living out there. Do and it. I feel like with AEW, it's kind of perfect for him because he kind of—I'm sure they'll still use him as a wrestling for wrestling purposes every once in a while too. So he kind of gets to have his cake and eat it too. A little Absolutely, bit. I could completely see that. And it's—I just—it's crazy now when something happens because for the longest time in wrestling, when somebody would get released or something happened, there was really there wasn't another place to necessarily go like this. Where yep. now it's like. It's exciting. You're like, oh, yeah. a negative situation is actually maybe a, a huge positive for everybody involved. And even for WWE, even though losing somebody that, but you have more producers there, you're given an opportunity to maybe that's a chance for somebody to step, step up and who, who with the, the new acquisitions they got on that end, it was, it was Abyss, Sanjay, and, and Helms. Abyss, you know, maybe one of them Sanjay, really. Helms, Jarrett. Davari. Davari. Maybe one of them is like just unbelievable. And that you know, sure. but they wouldn't have had that opportunity maybe if Arn was there. So it, I think it could be a win for everything involved, even though it is, it's always unfortunate to hear. But he's fine. I'm sure he's been there for a long time. I'm sure he's been very good with his money over the years and whatnot. I'm sure he made a lot of money there. And I, I hope, I, I would imagine the same thing. I'm sure Arn's not living a wild lifestyle like a four horse yeah. anymore. <laughs> he's not living that horseman lifestyle anymore. So I'm sure, I'm sure he's saved up. I have a, another funny, I, I don't know why this just popped in my head. We always used to just sit around and guy, and we just listen to Arn like Heath Slater. There was one night Heath on an, uh, in, uh, on a tour, overseas tour, Heath just got wasted one night because the guys would routinely drink on the bus rides. And, and, yeah. like, and like, then we'd get back to the hotel sometimes and sometimes the drinking would continue in catering. You'd get in late and there were times where like the group of guys would sit there and drink until the early morning. And I remember there was one time Heath got just like, he left and did something and uh, he was in catering and he was wasted in catering. I'm like, man, you need to go to sleep. And uh, he, he wanted to go out. But there was nowhere to go out. We were like in, I don't know, we were like in, I don't know where we were, Belgium or somewhere. Like there was nothing going on. It, it was somewhere, <laughs> France or I don't know. And uh, we're in this weird hotel. And I remember the next day, Heath, I think for breakfast, I see Heath down there. He hadn't slept yet. He went, into, he went to go back to his room at some point after trying to go out. And there was nowhere to go. And I guess Arn had his door open. At the Arn would like leave his door open sometimes, at the, which is that to me. I, I could never imagine doing that, but like he was airing out his room or just hanging out. And I guess he like just goes stumbling into Arn's room, thinking it was his room or something. And Arn's just on his bed naked, and uh, I don't know if there was something where like Arn was eating like some chicken or something, but watching TV. And Heath is like, he's like, Heath, what the f are you doing? And he just Heath is drunk as shit. I don't remember the exact details. I just remember it was the funniest story I've ever heard. And like Arn tells him to get the f out, and like, he loves Heath, and they live. They both live not far from each other, actually. 
but it was just one of those. I don't know why that popped in my head, but like we were everyone. We that was we would talk about that for a while. It was always like a, a running joke. Well, that's going to be a tough mental image to erase from my brain now. <laughs> a lot of people have a lot better, have a lot of great arm stories, man. Jimmy. He's he he's a legend. He's but oh, he's. I, I can imagine. Like so, I it, it I heard it. I didn't believe it either when I heard it, but I mean it's it happens. Well, other, people get released. Yeah, I mean, totally. But the other big story that I really couldn't believe this week was Bruce Pritchard being rehired. Man, like that one is crazy. Like yeah. I. I think Bruce, I mean, obviously Bruce Pritchard's a legend. Obviously, he's done so much for the wrestling business. Yeah. That's not why. It's more so just like he was just always kind of like persona non grata after he got fired last time. I mean, he ta- I listened to the episode he did on something to wrestle with where he talked about why he got fired. And it was like over, it was like a gun-related incident. Yeah, I remember you know? that. I've heard that one, yeah. You know, so like the fact that he kind of like, kind of sort of pulled a gun on someone whether it was a joke or yeah. not this is why i tell people by the way this is when this is when i left and i was like i'm gonna be honest as f- i'm gonna say everything that happened i remember billy kid kid kidman told me my last day i was i was like i was like i'm getting i think i'm gonna go and uh he was like yeah just don't say anything just be quiet he goes you'll probably be back in six months or a year i go that. I'm gonna tell everything that happened, and I said then I'm gonna come back when I want, anyways. Like I li- like I, they literally everyone goes back, and I was like, and th- there's, I would do, I was honest on my things because I felt like I had to be with my my fans and whatnot. But man, like anybody can go back at any point, anybody. Like, there, there's nobody that hasn't. <laughs> I mean, even China is going in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, I mean, like yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone everyone can go back. That's very true. But the fact, I mean, like, pulling a gun on another employee at the company. I think they know, though, how crazy that place can make you. So it's probably, they're just like, yeah, that's, we, the gun, he could have been a lot worse. Like, it's. <laughs> he didn't shoot anyone. Yeah, he didn't shoot anybody. <laughs> he was just, he was looking for a way out. The t- like, I, I think that's great that he's back. But, the, man, his blood pressure is going to go through the roof again. Well, it's. He's got to keep taking his pills. You just got to make sure he's taking the pills. <laughs> yeah, no, and, you know, and the fact that he's going to be in a top creative position again, that's what, according to PW Insider, it says, you know, I really do think one of the things when I'm watching WWE, one of the things I feel is missing to a certain degree is like that, or some of those like old school vignettes. And I know that he was heavily involved in kind of like backstage stuff like that from what he talks about on yeah. some of the wrestle. Um, I would love it if they were one of the reasons they were kind of like, well, hey, Bruce can do that. You know, we can definitely bring Bruce back for that. Yep. Is they want someone who's going to do more of those kind of like vignettes, character building vignettes. Yeah. Because there are people like Lacey Evans and EC3 who really could use like some cool, if they're not going to use them in the ring, give them a few minutes in a vignette to do some character building. Yeah. It's. I'm interested to see how this plays out with the with the current system there and in before because I think one of the things with him that especially which made that show so appealing his podcast which I'm curious if they're going to be able to are they continuing that with Conrad being kind of they haven't said they haven't said yet like, is it still going that, on right now because I haven't listened yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah no it's still a thing for sure for sure and I don't, and it has all these live shows. I don't know how he's going to work a full-time schedule and do a podcast and do live shows. Because that's going to that job alone that, that he's taken on with WWE is going to take all of his time, I would imagine. It, Absolutely. It is uh 
That is a very that is the most demanding job. And whoever is working alongside Vince in Vince's golden circle is working nonstop and stress nonstop and it's a whole other and that's not I've never been there. I can't I I just from what I've seen and you you could just see it in people's faces and whatnot and, and man. I'm uh but I think it's something he's done it for so long, and that was one of the things that made his show so appealing. Is I think is because it he's the, was the closest thing to Vince doing a podcast. I feel like absolutely is that that was the because he knew Vince inside and out essentially, and that's I think anybody that like Vince Russo or anybody that worked alongside Vince, I think is that is what gives it an appeal to people because it's like Vince people he's so intriguing to so many wrestling fans and whatnot, and you hear so many different crazy stories and so. Him it definitely go- always felt like he was the the like regurgitating Vince Vinceisms, you know, like whatever Vince was saying in that scenario. And that's why the show became appealing. Yeah, it's why his it's why and no offense, to Conrad. It's why the other Conrad shows aren't as appealing. I think because like I I love <laughs> Eric Bischoff and I enjoy the Eric Bischoff yeah. show, but you've heard what Eric Bischoff has to say. Yeah, um, I think that was definitely the appeal of something to wrestle with. Is that. Mm-hmm. This was like a Vince thing, which is almost why I wonder if they're going to allow it to continue because all he has ever done, for the most part, has defended WWE. Yeah. You know, he's on Dave Meltzer. He's defended WWE yep. um, and defended the creative decisions for the most part for, you know, the whole time he was there. Yeah. I and mean, he's he made, he, I listened to it. I used to listen to it all the time. He And he makes very logical, good arguments on things. And that's why I always say, like, there's always two sides, you know, on the fence there, there's in like with everything they're going on and what they have to deal with and what makes the most sense to them. And it's not, it's not an easy job and you're trying to appease a lot of people and he's dealt with it for so long. He knows, he knows what he's getting into and he knows what he's signing up for and whatnot. But I, that was the first thing that popped in my head. I go, I wonder if that's going to be a way the show is going to kind of get phased out on that. And Conrad's great. And like he, like you said, the other shows. I think with, with Bruce is you get Bruce's take on things and Vince's take almost because he knew Vince's take yep. on a lot of that. And and it was always His memory very, was uncanny. Yeah, how much he can remember all that stuff. Unbelievable. And yeah, it's so it's uh, going to be very curious to see what happens on it, especially with Conrad. Conrad's not all elite wrestling, but he is. Connected all yeah, elite he's wrestling. Like, he's got this weird line that he's drawn, like that yeah. he's been walking on. Yeah, you don't want and, Conrad and definitely... walking around the backstage in TV. You know, gonna film an episode and, and maybe recruiting talent over to AEW. <laughs> that I, I I wonder. You know, I, it's funny you say that, and I I always get for uh, specu- not speculating too much, but like this to me is like you know you put the pieces you put the pieces together here a little bit, and yeah, that's how I look at it too. Of like a hey, this guy, you know. Conrad is a little less, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A little less, I shouldn't say relevant, a little less, um, his his reach is a little less wide. Yeah. He doesn't have Bruce by his side, you yeah. know? Yeah, And And so I do wonder, I, those are things that I wonder if those factored into the decision as well. Yeah. Oh, I love, I'm going to lunch with Conrad here next in April, I think, when he's in Vegas. We're going to go have lunch and talk. We'll see what, we'll see what we uh, talk about and whatnot. <laughs> Let's see how connected he is to everything, you know? I'll get feelers for both sides. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, with uh, with the whole Conrad thing, you know, I I wonder... Do, I should bring him on to come on to do my show with me. <laughs> you, should, you should. I would love to. Well, I love the guy. That, 
I, no, Conrad's a good guy. Uh, here's another thing that uh, I find interesting with all these hires and Bruce Pritchard and Arn Anderson and, and just everything is from what I've told is the reason they're hiring all of these other producers and all that kind of stuff is because when the, when the Fox split happens, when yep. they go to Fox, uh, I've heard that the, the, the production, the creative team is going to be completely split in two. That, really? that SmackDown is going to have its complete own separate team. Production team. Oh wow! And Raw is gonna have its own like I, not. Pro, I shouldn't say production team because that's implying everybody, I guess. But like the the producers, agents, all that kind of stuff. They're only gonna They're be doing one home. show. They're not gonna be going back and forth. The uh, which is actually not a bad thing at all. That's because isn't is SmackDown getting moved? Are they are they going to move to Fridays with that? Yes. Yep. 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 And they live on Fridays, right? Yep. Yep. So SmackDown all of a sudden live, and then they'll do their live events probably. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, however they work it. Raw will do their live events Friday, Saturday, Sunday, TV Monday. And then if they do the joint pay-per-views, maybe then that would yep. be every, the only time people are, everyone are can together. Be, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And it, it, it makes it easier on everyone, too, to split up. It allows you to focus on, on, on the two teams, essentially. Yep, exactly, exactly. And so I think that's, like, a huge thing. I almost wonder if, like... That's why he wanted Bruce back because he knows that Bruce could kind of like help when there's, you know, when the teams are kind of split up, you know, yeah. the, the, the knowledge that Bruce has is very crucial. This is the first thing I could think of. Bruce has impeccable timing with all this because before I remember him talking about the XFL and how Vince was delegating responsibilities of the XFL to like to the Bruce is coming back again. Is this deja vu where <laughs> and he was in hell before? Is Bruce all of a sudden now, Vince is getting XFL, there's competition, the other football league just launched, he wasn't expecting that, and all this, and Vince is now, Bruce just going to get overwhelmed with all this again, and then he's going to, before you know it, Bruce is running four of the XFL teams oh, here, no. like Vince is just tricking him, Vince, Vince he vinced him, he brought him back, Bruce is going to be running the fucking XFL, Vince, while Vince <laughs> focuses on WWE. I, oh my god. Imagine that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see Bruce standing out there by during the coin flip in the first game <laughs> with his XFL jacket and go, they got him again. Getting ready to do the rumble when he jumps in for the ball or whatever it was called, the tumble or whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, I feel like this time, though, Bruce, if he's smart, will be taking so many notes the whole time he's working. Because for more podcast episodes yeah, down the road, yeah. Exactly. He's Something to like, wrestle okay. again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then last, before we get out of here, the, the other big story of the week was WWE releasing three wrestlers on Friday. Uh, they they two of them requested their release. One of them did not. Uh, the two that requested have been talked about in the past. Ty Dillinger uh, and Hideo Itami. Yep. And then the one who did not request his release was TJP. Uh, but you know, uh, Ty Dillinger, he announced it via Twitter that, that he had requested his release. Um, I was very 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 surprised. Yeah. To see WWE release them this Friday, as opposed to a few days later, just to stop them from appearing at Double or Nothing. Because now any of these guys, in theory, could appear at Double or Nothing. Yeah. that. Uh, my only thing is I could think, and Ty hasn't, really, I haven't seen him on TV all that much, as much as... He hasn't as, been used a lot now. Yeah, and 
so that they could just honestly. It's weird though because with with Mike Kanellis supposedly asked for his release, right? And then they didn't they didn't grant it, but they granted these three. And and I don't know if it's just a thing was where they haven't had a lot of TV time and where they because that's what they'll do if guys that don't have a lot of TV time they might just be like well whatever on that, but it still Ty I'm shocked that he he wasn't up there that long and. And I don't know, and I, I know how the financial situation works up there. Um, I can understand from a creative standpoint the frustration. But he was in developmental for a long time. Yeah, he was like one of the longest ever, ever. in developmental. From yeah. t- first time and second time mm-hmm. there. And that's a lot of your life to spend. And I would have liked, and this is, he's, can't, I can't, he did what was best for him. And he, only he can make that decision. I don't know how much money he made while he was there, and it might not. Maybe he doesn't care and whatnot. Um, and, and creatively, it seemed like he was frustrated, which I've ta- talked to you about. When guys that, that are there's a lot of guys that could work longer matches, and they're not al- you're not allowed to do that a lot of times, or yep. you're only allowed to do it sometimes on live events, and then TV you get booked in two or three minute matches or throwaway matches, five six minute matches where nobody really cares about, and it gets really frustrating. And um, so uh, obviously the creative, and he doesn't, he's married too, right? To uh, Peyton Royce. Which is weird to. Well, they're engaged, I think, now. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. And like, it's shocking to me because you're not going to see her that often if you're not, you know what I mean? Whereas. Well, you might actually, I mean, yes, you're right, because they're on different brands now. And so she's traveling all the time. So yeah, in theory, you're right. But at the same time, I mean, he and Cody were tight. Yeah. They are tight. Yeah. They are tight. And, like, Comey is, like, starting a wrestling company, and you're creatively bankrupt, and yep. he's like, hey, and I don't This is I don't know that he for sure has invited him, but, like, I mean, like, putting two and two together, I mean, like, I was talking, you know, similarly, I t- when I was interviewing Cody, I talked to him by Ty Dillinger, and he was like, look it. You know, when I came to uh, I was there OVW, for that in OVW. When they, yeah, he's yeah. like, I didn't, you know, like, they only hired me because I was Dusty Rhodes' son, and he didn't treat me any differently because of it. Instead, he taught me how to wrestle. Yeah. I mean, if you, the guy who taught you how to wrestle, I mean, you're going to want You're going to be very back. loyal to, uh, they had a good relationship. And then and Cody was brand new at OVW, as was I, when I'd switched from Deep South Wrestling, and those two, they were a tag team for for a while down there, and uh, so I'm sure Cody. That's something you always remember when you first break into wrestling and the relationships that you make and how people treat you at different levels of it and whatnot. So, you know, that could be uh, definitely. I could definitely see that giving Ty the whatever well, that relationship did. is to to finally, you know, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go test the water somewhere else because he maybe he knows that there there is gonna be uh, an invite if it wasn't already made. So it also wouldn't surprise me if they want him in a backstage role, like an agent or something yeah. like that. Because like you said, he taught him, he trained him, so Cody trusts him in that regard. Yeah, he's good and he's a good worker. And uh, I, I haven't been around him. I always got along with him really, really well. I remember seeing him when he was released, and I got rehired in developmental, and he was kind of down on his luck and. And just talking to him and and whatnot. And I remember he came to a show my first year when things were going great, and it was in Canada. And he came backstage and was watching with us and whatnot. But he hadn't been uh, he hadn't been around 
hadn't seen him in a while and whatnot. He's, but he always just kept, kept, kept going. And uh, he found his way back. And then he was in developmental forever again, you know. And then finally, that's what I always think. He was always kind of lacking something character-wise as far as is standing out. And then that perfect yep. 10 came. And it was like, man, good for him. Like, finally, it was years of plugging away. And, and he's always was well-liked and everything. And then finally found something that people could get behind and was catchy. And But it, then, it, you know, he got up there. He's one of those NXT guys that went up and it didn't translate necessarily the same way the crowd was into it but it wasn't a it wasn't a it just wasn't used yeah in a capacity where it seems like vince doesn't care didn't and and they've gotten better at creating less of a they've created they've gotten better at creating less characters that are destined to fail on the main roster it seems and they've kind of like pulled back on some of the like outlandish characters like perfect 10 like No Way Jose, like yeah. Adam Rose. I felt bad like for those. No Way Jose too. Like that the thing with that too is like you gotta allow guys like that. One, I thought it was way too similar to Adam Rose. Way, it, too it, way too similar. But you can't people and I don't think that was it's a no it was oh I remember watching him like that's annoying. I if I'm a fan, like it, it like if outside of every once in a blue moon, but to watch that elaborate entrance every time, it, it's just I don't know. It's just a buzzkill for me. Yeah. And I, I can see the look on your face right now as you think about it. And yeah. The same look I have on my face thinking about yep. it. And I don't get bothered by a lot in wrestling. But that did – you know, it's funny. That entrance was the reason because I didn't hate him that much. No. That, that it makes you hate him. And then they then they yeah, force it down your throat like backstage dancing around. And, like you're just you're like, like – does the There needs still? to be – it's too much. It's too much in your face. It just needs to – just give me a little bit of the dance and just a little bit – and then, but let him go out there and work matches. And like Ty, that's the other thing. Guys like that, they wouldn't want to leave if you would creatively throw them a bone and let them go out and have a 20-minute match every once in a while on TV and give a chance to really show the crowd on TV or a pay-per-view match. I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be all the time. Just give them it every once in a while because it might be so good that like Kofi going out there in, in the right there, Gave him an opportunity to go out and shine, and he did. And look, you see the crowd. You can get a real ch- genuine gauge on the crowd, on who they actually really, they like, man, this guy deserves it. We do like this guy. This guy's even better than we thought. Like, And it just, it allows people to shine, man. So I think that's something they can learn from. And they just did that a little a little more and gave guys, you know, no way, Jose. Give him 25 minutes on TV. Sink or swim. Let's go see. Maybe he shocks everybody, and he's not as annoying you know yep well that's my that's honestly you know i'm a you know i know the attitude attitude era had a lot of uh dumb stuff that happened a lot of times but one of the things that i feel like that i the reason i enjoyed that era of wrestling so much is because i felt like they gave people chances all across the card yeah you know it was like we need to fill up this 10 minutes do something interesting with that guy or this guy as opposed to like, and I know they did do it often with Stone Cold. They had Stone Cold in twenty segments in one night, but like it was Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah. so whatever. But yeah. like for the most part, they tried to give important meaning to other things going on on the card, yeah. and it doesn't necessarily feel that way as much right now. It feels like the other stuff is kind of just filler, yep. and the only thing Vince cares about is the main event. That's exactly that's what has happened, and and fans know that, and they get they yeah. don't like that because there's. 
there's a wide array of, of people out there that like different talents and they're not, not everyone's going to like the people that you want to just push all the time. And they got to give guys, like, that's what I said about just if the mindset switched from how can we hold people down to how could we elevate everybody on this roster? And if you just start asking yourself that question, you start finding ways to use, you know, like, Hey, let's give, you know, no way Jose, this, uh, backstage segment that, that will shine him and make him look really good. Not make him not just dancing, but something, give him a little intensity or something, a little fire. You know what I mean? Just something. Yeah. I don't, it's just weird that some of the way some stuff is done is, I don't know. I saw something with Mojo too, talking in the mirror for a couple weeks or a few weeks and I didn't see anything else. Like I don't really, but he wasn't used good before that. Like how you were doing, it's weird. Just, you got it. I don't, it's just. Things don't make Those sense. Those mirror things, you can't drop it once because then it's like, oh, you've already given up on this mirror thing? Like, I agree. They need to go hard with it if they're going to do it. Like, yeah. You got you got to pay things off. That You have yeah. to pay things off one way or the other. Yeah. It, as it is, pay things off. That's yes. another – people hate that. There's nothing worse than getting led down and being told a story and then what? What's the finish? Like they're not having that drives that turns people away more than anything. It doesn't even as long as there's a payoff, some things will be good, some things won't. But that's a thing that 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 regularly happens there. And that's why it, I hate the movie Inception so much. <laughs> I loathe the movie Inception because it's just like that ending. It's just like, well, what happened? Wait, the which hold on? I, I I think I've seen that the Leonardo DiCaprio one where it's all like the buildings are in the dream Incept They're like Inception. No, I have not seen that one. Um, I, I'm gonna watch oh, this now. Yeah. That? Oh, I won't. I won't ruin the ending then. But what ending? <laughs> just know if you do end up putting the time into watching it, you'll probably be well. I'm that, most people love that movie. I'm one of the few people who infuriated by the ending. I'll have so, to watch that this week for my homework. Watch it, yeah. watch <laughs> it for homework. And then the other big story that we don't have time to discuss it, and I don't think there's enough to discuss yet, so we'll discuss it. We'll, we'll discuss this next Sunday. But, well, I guess Monday is when the show comes out. But but uh, is everything going on Roman Reigns? I mean, Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. Know, That's crazy, by the way. But we don't know. We, it's hard for us to say because – I don't want to like sit here and speculate for like 20 minutes. And, and not then know exactly. Yeah. Stuff. He's like, Oh, I'm doing all right. I don't know when I'm going to be back. And we're like, well, that was a waste of 20 minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> I think no matter what though, I think it's a good thing that they're bringing them back and, uh, in, in to get an update on everything. And I, I saw a couple of the things, the different things floating around. I'm shocked at the time. If, if he does come back already, it's, but we'll have to wait and see. And I, I don't know the severity of everything, and but he's... That's why, because like, I, I feel the same way, but it's also like we don't know when they caught it, the severity, what treatments he's done. Rich, you know, there are really expensive things that people with money do have the capability to afford or than yeah. others. Like, so I, I don't know, you know, like... So My thing is I wanted... I, the, the best part, uh, like, to me is if he is able to come back, how the crowd that, that, that was treated him the way that they did for so long, how they like, that will be really interesting to see. Cause it's like, it, I, it's such a baby face story. Like it's a real, like it doesn't get any more baby face. I that. almost feel like for that reason and that reason alone. And this is just the wrestling guy in me of like, if the, like the, <laughs> the wrestling, the, the, the wrestling mind to me of like, if I was a producer type thing, I was like, well, you have to keep him off for a year. If you keep him away for a year, yeah. when he comes back, you can't, there's no denying it. You know, like it's a surprise comeback at some surprise, point. Yeah. Rumble comeback. 
like literally you can never that's what i think too for this if that was what i was i thought it would be if if he was going to be able to come back for wrestlemania or something just keeping it a surprise for one of those cool wrestlemania moments but it could be who knows like you said i think we have to wait and see what he's gonna that's my thing right now is like i have to but 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 I do wonder the same thing you said about the booing people. I think if it had been a year, the like the the meter of how many people yeah. would actually boo him would be much like the amount of people would be smaller. I want to know how many fights are going to be in months. the crowd because if you see some like if you're booing him and like another, some guy looks like you, like that, yeah. like, or people going to be afraid yeah. to boo him? Like it's like imagine the person sitting next to you has cancer. And yeah, you're like, you know, you're like that's hey, this guy's. Just beat cancer, dick. You yeah, know? like the fights breaking out in the crowd. With the... so it'll be. My other big question was was whether in this was just in my mind if Roman is going to wrestle WrestleMania, and let's say he's going to have a title match, yeah. right? How do you not have that main event the show? Yeah, no. The main eventing has been like the big push with Roman being gone. Yeah, and I know or that you, the way is maybe that's a way to bring him. That could be if he is ready to come back. That could be a way they're bringing him in early to announce, do it, and to set it up. Maybe I saw maybe something with a six man match or something where it's just they they just from the beginning it's not they it's easing him back essentially rather than just throwing him right back into the top. You know. Yep. So that's that, why I think I think the same thing. If he is there, I don't think they're gonna throw him into the title match right away because how do you not have that main event? the show, but then you can't not have the women main event this year because the women don't main event this year. It's, it's just messed up the way it's all been. Be great. If he costs somehow he, he doesn't have anything, but Seth, what they did years ago in California where Seth cashed in and pay it back. Now the roles are reversed. Seth is in there as the baby face. And you never know. It wouldn't surprise me to see him and Dean go against each other at WrestleMania if he comes back. If he comes back, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me because of the whole like <clears throat> Dean turning his back on the Brotherhood. There's a happened. story right there for that yeah. actually. There's that yeah. that would actually be the most logical uh, yeah. of, of of all the situations. So it'll be interesting. I think the good thing, hopefully, he's a good, such a good dude. I have nothing but great things to say about him. He was always a joy to be around and a pleasure to work with. And I, uh, he's always respectful. And uh, it was. Uh, He's uh, like I said, I, a couple of the other top guys that I had had bumped head heads with. There was never any of that with Roman, so he's a he's a good good dude. yeah good good. All right, well I know you got your other hosts to get to, so I'll, I'll all right. Anything just you want to go ahead and plug before we uh, yeah. wrap up? I'll just plug the site prowrestlingsheet.com. That's where you can check out all my stories that I put up throughout the week uh, at Wrestling Sheet on social media, YouTube.com/slash C. Slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find the weekly Ron Smackdown recaps that I do. Uh, Wrestling Sheet Radio on Fridays with myself and Jamie Iovine and Elijah Bates. Um, and also there'll be an interview by the time this up with Cody Rhodes, the one I was referencing, where we talk about All Elite Wrestling, what an inevitable All Elite Wrestling show might look like, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Also, you can check out my podcast as well, the same ones that are on the YouTube channel, except just an audio form. Uh, it's on Podcast One. It's on Spotify iTunes, all that kind of stuff. Just search for Wrestling Sheet Radio. Good deal, Ryan. Thank you very much. And we'll be right back, guys, after these messages. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. 
All of their foods are low carb, grain free, gluten free, and keto friendly. Most items have as low as three to four grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. All right. We are back. Asian Joe. In the house, in the house. Yeah, you actually let me in by unlocking the door. Unlocking the door. When you told me that, that it, was door, it was unlocked, but it was actually locked. It, the, we'll, we'll get into that. And we've got JD in Florida joining us here this week, episode 130. My first question, though, is did the door make a noise when Joe came in? It did from my ADT. I actually forgot that it was, I had ADT out here again, Joe. Oh, what, it, JD it, knows it, 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 I was very. I actually left a very, very frustrated message after they had to come out and redo my entire security. So this whole internet, everything now is coming full circle. Okay. If you've been a uh, an avid listener to this show from from the beginning, you know the Wi-Fi issues. I have the highest level Wi-Fi you could have mm-hmm. with Cox. They've been out here time and time and time again. Well, we, the name. The first of all, the name is Cox. Yes. So you're getting dicked over. <laughs> Couldn't figure out this Wi-Fi situation. Blaming it on this and that. They're, they're, they finally get the, the internet right. But then the internet was acting up again a little bit recently. It started acting up again when ADT has been out here 10 times in a certain, like, short window. Mm-hmm. And because my cameras kept getting kicked offline. And I have all these different things pulling from the Wi-Fi and whatnot. Well, anyways, they, I finally wrote into them on social media and then got a hold of a manager. And they were just like, this is insane. They just, the amount of people you've had, it's the same issue over and over again. And I said, I, they're, finally, the guy that actually installed my unit many years ago is now one of the head guys there. Oh, really? Called me. Okay. And he goes, this is unacceptable. We need to fix this and make this right. All right. And so he sent out a tech. They replaced all my cameras, gave me all brand new cameras. They took the unit. Finally, after every guy coming out here telling me, oh, it shouldn't be close to your modem, but they don't give us a cord long enough to get away from the modem, I, I said, you guys can move it wherever we need to move it. Let's just, let. they never did. They always kept it right by the damn modem every right. single time. Finally, the guy, they moved the, the ADT motherboard upstairs and everything works beautifully because the, the Wi-Fi on the ADT directly conflicts with the Cox Wi-Fi. Okay. And then also my solar Wi-Fi conflicts with both of those, which that unit was over there. So there were three things that were all fighting each other, mm. which was causing all this f- madness. Now everything has worked beautifully since they fixed all of it. And it was just like, what a, what a head scratcher. But JD, to what JD was saying, the guy's out here for five and a half hours, gets everything all fixed, I go to leave to go go do cardio finally. I had to wait at home all day. I'm pissed off. I go to leave. I open the door. He's, you know when you open the door, it goes, makes a little makes a noise, ding, yeah. ding, or like makes a little ringing noise yeah. to alert you that the, there's been, if a window's open, a door, and it doesn't make a noise. I go, what the hell? Close it. Try it again. Nothing. I go back to the window, open the window, close the window, nothing. So now I'm just, my blood is boiling because he fixes the cameras. But not the And sensors. then he... 
So I call. Like, so I've, ever since I've lived, lived here, the sensors have never, they've always been on. Right. I don't even know how to shut the sensors off. Well, the guy, so whatever he did, it shut the sensors off. And I had to call, and then they, I had to go back in and on the keypad and turn it back on manually. Okay. And then everything was working. So, but I left a bad message before that to the lady, to the manager. <laughs> I was, I was, this is five and a half hours, and he just fixed one I'm going to come over and show you. And then right afterwards, they called me, and then it was fixed. Uh, and then I called, and I said, oh, uh, just disregard that last message. <laughs> It's going to be on social media. Yeah. Right my, back, angry at My bad. Game. The guy just shut it off. No, but uh, I was glad I got that all fixed. So, oh, What's going on with you guys? Oh, man. Well, it's been like, what, two weeks now? Yeah. Man, it's crazy. Do an interview, bring you back. What's going on? Um, I actually just got back from Cali. Um, I actually went to a memorial. Um, our, my good friend, uh, Bill Fox, he passed away on the 28th. Of, really? Yeah. Um, Grew up with him, or uh, no? I worked with him, okay. but I mean, he was. Thing is, though, he's known. He a lot of people know him in the industry, in the adult industry. Okay, so he did a lot. He did a lot of banners, like a lot of computer stuff behind the scenes. Be, type yeah, of behind the scenes stuff, like set up cam rooms for girls. He helped a lot of girls. Um, you know, either financially or if they need a place to stay, he always, um, you know, was that guy. And so, um, so I came to his memorial. He had a very huge, very large family, um, a lot of cousins and stuff like that. And so um, he had uh, grew up in a very Christian household. Really? And so they had like two pastors talk about him, how he was growing up and this and that. And then they, all, they also mentioned that they're very aware of what he does um, in the adult industry. Yeah. But they kept saying the other side, the, uh, the other side, the other side. And it was like, like the other side of him? Well, I mean, basically calling the adult industry the other side. Oh, okay. And so, you Like know, the dark side? Like the devil's playground? Kind of like that. And so it's just like, it was like listening to it and it's like, this is kind of strange. And, you know, because there were, there were a lot, there were actually people in the adult industry there too. Yeah. So, um, you know. Did they but, catch fire? <laughs> what a tense environment. No, it was a, it was a, it was a mortuary. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a church really. Okay. It was just, okay. um, but, um. You know, they had very uh, quite a number of people kind of said their piece and said their words, and so it was very touching. Um, How old was he? He was forty nine. Okay. He was very um, young. Young, um, but he was. What happened? He was very overweight. He died in his sleep. I mean, he was very overweight. Sleep apnea, I bet. Probably right. sleep apnea, or whatever. The killer. Um, Holy. So, but um, I mean, we don't know. We don't know no, what actually. Yeah. But they, you know, they found him sleeping and. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, we said goodbye to, you know, Bill Fox. I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah. That is never, uh, it's never here a pleasant to, thing. Yeah, exactly. So That's actually my uncle. His dog passed away. I posted it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. it was, I didn't yeah, I think I saw, I saw Millie, that. Millie, a little white dog. She was a little sweetheart, but she'd had a lot of health problems a lot. She was 14 years old, too. Yeah. She lived a long time. Mm -hmm. But uh, he found her, walked into the living room, and she was passed passed away mm. it's just it's, it's crazy i was actually uh, working on my book and i was on the part of talking about my relationship with dogs yeah talking about when my dogs had died when he texted me okay it's just crazy how you get things. yeah like, i was actually when i and that's one of the things in writing 
my book here that I, I've been working on. I work on it every night. It's crazy. I, I actually have to control how much I work on it because I literally go back into that period of time, and it's weird for me. Do you physically write, or do you do, like, voice memos? I, no, I do stuff? it on my phone. I, phys- I write it on my... I do, I do... Like, this is how I wrote my first book was just on the notes section on the phone. Okay. And, and then I'd save it, and then I'll, like, copy and paste it, and I'll send an email occasionally just to have an update mm-hmm. in case, for whatever reason, my phone got wiped out. Or yeah. That way I have it on, like... I, like so that's kind of... Which I got to actually do that here. Well, I'm if you type to... it in the notes section, you should save it in your cloud, too. That, too. But I just always just to precautionary that for whatever reason. But okay. That was actually, I forgot to bring that up a couple weeks ago when we talked. I decided I was going to start working on that. Broken Bones and Happy Endings is the name. That was the name I'd said years ago. That was well, gonna... that's Robert Kraft's new book now. <laughs> Wait. What is it? You did not hear the owner of the Patriots recently? No. Yeah. Wait, is that the name of his book? <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> Wait, no, wait, what's going on? Why do I have in the dark here? Oh, okay. He, he, the, he got a, the, the billionaire owner of the Patriots got busted for a prostitution ring. In Florida. Wait a second. How did this, <laughs> this is <laughs> the kind of stuff I like to talk about on How this show. How did you not know that? It I, was I live in a f- bubble. What are you talking about? Like, I literally live news. in my own world. I don't, I don't compete with anyone. I'm living my life. Do you not lives. look at Twitter or Instagram? No, I don't see, I try not to, I literally go on that stuff to like, to promote, I, I and I try to that, block out like as much of this. <laughs> JD, say uh, talk more since it was in your neighbor, neighbor, this neighborhood. This son of a better not steal the title of my book. <laughs> you know, well, he's bones. saying happy happy endings. Yeah, was, uh, yeah, but because <laughs> had no broken bones, billionaire. <laughs> but he definitely bitches. had a lot of happy endings. <laughs> so it was a I, yeah. Go ahead, JD. No, I was gonna say I actually didn't read very much on it. I just saw the headlines everywhere. It was hard to miss because they had this like. What were the headlines? Well, they had this picture of him with like eating grin on the field, and it's just like <laughs> this was going around. Wait, this is what was a prostitution? It was, a, it, was a, it was an Asian massage parlor. He was the owner of the. No, he would he would be part of it, and so there's video of him going in and out. Uh, well, <laughs> kind of, but. Uh, <laughs> Just like it's insane, to yeah. Me. So um, his name was on it. There's a few other high profile. I think was it wasn't there a few other high profile people there too. I'm looking it up it's to see the entire quick. Patriots team. <laughs> Fan, fans, top headline: Fans of Patriots rivals travel to Florida spa where Robert Kraft was soliciting sex. Patriot haters are flocking to the massage parlor. What the hell is Kraft married to or no? He has a girlfriend, I think, doesn't he? Few of them probably. Yeah, I mean, I think he was married, or but no, I think, I think he has a girlfriend. I would, I would have thought he would have owned the the businesses and then just be getting. That would have been a way to maybe. Wow, well, that, that would have been worse though. I think that would have, that would be worse. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. But I mean, if you're gonna go in, go in all the way. Save some money. Well, he, he make money that. on the deal. <laughs> well, dude, it was an Asian massage parlor, so it was probably like 50 bucks. Okay, so it says the 77-year-old billionaire is among more than 100 people linked to yeah. several Central Florida day spas and massage parlors suspected of being used for prostitution and targeted by law, and drug, law enforcement during a month-long investigation. Police said Kraft visited the Orchids of Asia day spa in Jupiter, Florida twice. Video footage shows him receiving paid acts in a room at the spa, and the surveillance video shows him being driven to the spa. Authorities said they wouldn't re- release video or documentation. Spokesperson for Kraft has denied he committed the crime. So it's a lookalike. Well, yeah, well, I mean, well, what was the thing that tipped it off initially? Do they know? I think, I think, that, I think when law enforcement's raided a place, 
and they found probably his name or some video of him. He used his real name? No, he probably, well, I don't know, I maybe. Don't know what... But I don't know. No, Ugh. I think maybe because the surveillance, they recognized him. And the thing is, he was, he's also resident in that area, too. Yeah, Florida, man. They'll get the best of you. That's where well, I discovered him. So here's the problem, right? Like, he's probably going to get off because... Well, he had many times. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I think that's safe to say that yeah. at JD. Safe to say. But if... So, so there's clearly prostitution going on at the massage parlor, right? But not every single dude that goes in yeah. is yeah. getting some. And then the other thing, too, is... Unless they actually have him on tape, which is why would they? That was what I was going to ask you. Are they videoing? Like oh, that, I'm sure they have surveillance cameras. Well, they said the they rooms. have surveillance. Well, that's what I mean. If they don't have the actual right. footage of the act, right. how do you actually prove that that's what happened? You can't. And I could say because I've openly talked about it early on in this show. Like living in Florida, mm -hmm. I'd always go for the legit massage because massage envy wouldn't work on my leg, right? Because I had staples all in it and looked like Frankenstein, and I had I was left with no other options. And then they just always went the extra mile. And I was like, oh, this is a pretty good deal. But yeah. they never, it was never the prostitution. It was never right. that, ever. Mm -hmm. So, like, but there's different levels of that. That's like, because that's a different thing when that's going on in, like, different spas yeah. with underage people or, like, people, like, sex workers. Well, knowing, things. knowing, knowing as, it like, it's like a billionaire or something, like he probably charged it and basically used <clears> it as a tax write-off. I'm telling you, I wonder. That's that's an interesting. Like what's thing. you have all of that money? But so this is what you, I was going to. I'm going to talk about this spa. in my book. That they, they was, and I I got over it really quickly though. It was it was a, a rush for a while. It was like uh when it like it was a. Uh, is that is that where the happy ending is coming from? Going to massage. Yeah, place? that's the whole reason for the. It was I said that years ago. I'm going to write a book, and like that's going to be very. And I've talked about it on the podcast, but it was like as soon as I made it to WWI, that was over with. That was like. Is it bad that you actually released your book like right around this time? No, I don't. I don't condone like that. Like that, but there's different levels of this right, stuff, of and course. I can tell you, and most dudes have all been to these places. Yeah. and there's different, but there's some, and I can tell you, there's some straight up ones that actually just do a full massage. Mm -hmm. and like so, they, I've been to those. Yeah, yes. it's really, it's a really tough thing, but there's different levels. I remember there was seeing one, and I could tell the the vi the environment wasn't like. It was one of those like the places like where he went and I left like I wasn't comfortable like it's man that's crazy. That's but how do you I not did. know that the ones that you went to, you said they went the extra mile? But what if that was only like half the mile? That could have been. You never know. <laughs> I can always say that I was in, but I always got the full sixty minute massage. That was my my heart was in the right place going in. You can't add any. Man. Also, were your balls eventually? <laughs> yeah, eventually. Yes, flip over. Uh, the uh, what, was, what, was, what was that voice? Flip over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, towel fell. <laughs> no, but it's I. There's a there was like a a rush, and I've talked to other people about this. It was a real. There's like a rush factor mm -hmm. to it. So, and I could tell you, a guy he has all the money in the world. Yeah, you need excitement in your life. Everyone yeah. needs. Everyone has to have something to have excitement in their life, one way or the other. That was his thing, but he got yeah. So like, yeah, but I mean, he couldn't he just like hire some super hot chick to like no, come over so to his mansion? At, I I bought a massage table. I tried doing it. And, like it's not the same. 
You need the you need the, you need the grimy you need the office walls. You go there, you the, get the you get the massage. Is she is she not gonna? Is this a legit massage? Is it not a legit massage? Is she flirting with me? Does she think I'm hot? Am I not hot? I don't know. These are questions you ask yourself. When you, did she just? Yeah, because you don't want you don't want anybody coming a complete stranger to come to your house, you know, to give you a massage or whatever. You know, because you said you have the table. And Unless you set the house. Because it's the whole mood. The vibe, the Asian vibe, the, the all of it. The bamboo. And <laughs> okay, okay. Bamboo Spa was another one in Tampa, I remember. That was the name. I actually... Yeah, but some, of, some I, of those questions you're asking, though, it's like, first of all, it's a lot of questions. It's hard to relax. Of, a lot of yeah. questions. Second of all... Half of those questions I've asked every time a female's cut my hair. You know, she hits hits me with her boob, and it's like, you know, is, is she is she talking about the shampoo I use because she's actually interested in my hair? Or is like, you know, she wants to shampoo my hair. Like, man, I don't. This is I can't believe this is actually. I didn't know this. I've was. never had a hairdresser go the extra mile. I'm just going to state for the record. No, that is that could be a whole new. That could be a good business. Well, hey, okay, so, you ever gonna go be, to, if, so we're gonna you, have the the truck stop, the truck stop, car wash, in a hair shady dressing, haircut place. Uh, I'll do the Asian. Well, you wouldn't know because you don't have hair, but dude, when you go, I throw it out for the for the business venture. And they and they give you that hell of a scalp massage while they were sh- shampooing your f-ing hair, yep. and you're just like, God, where did you learn this? There's nothing better. That's one of the maybe I that, that's one of the things I truly miss about shaving my head is going and getting the haircut and getting the massage. With the, when they shampoo and condition your hair, yeah. there's no better. There's nothing better in the world. Some girls are just so skilled, and you're just like, man, I would. I can't even. I wonder if it'd be weird if I just went in and got that. What? Just the the, the just shampoo and condition. There's some places that just do that. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, they'll. I mean, they'll. You can get like a hot towel for your face. They can shave you. They can do shit just to your head. I guess. But it's probably not the same as having hair. Well, because they got to get right in there. Yeah. yeah. But they might they, they might be all like, like on your like scalp, typing, and, like typing on yeah. a computer, pecking at my head. Yeah. I always go to. I, I like going to sports uh, sports clips where ah, they, yeah. you know it's like the MVP where they cut your hair and did a massage. And, How long of a massage do they give you? I mean, it was a good maybe two three minutes. It's not like long, but it does feel you know feel great. They yeah. Put that, they put a hot towel in your face. You know the massaging chairs and stuff like that. So you can go there for a beard. I can let the beard grow out, let the hair grow out for like a week. Yeah, and make it, make it a production. Mm-hmm. Go in there, hi. What are we doing? Yeah. Just shave it off. Do you guys do massages? Shave it off. <laughs> I look like powder. Oh, oh man, that's crazy news. Uh, well, hopefully well, that I all mean, works out for him. I think I mentioned earlier that there's another crazy news about uh, this actor from Empire. JD, you know about this one? Jusette. Uh, uh, Jusette. Ju- is it Jusette? Jesse? Jesse Simolet or something like that? That's his name? Simolet. Yeah. And so um, he basically paid... Well, I mean, I, I, basically what, it, what he did is he got this le- threatening letter and saying that make Mayor great again with a stick figure with a noose on it. And I think um, he was really upset by it and told his producers, told his PR and stuff like that. And no one really cared. You know, it was like, oh, is this a threatening letter? Yeah. Whatever. So he was attacked, uh, like, in front of his apartment by two dudes wearing a mask. Uh, I guess they roughed him up and said that, you know, me, you know, this is, you know, MAGA country, whatever, you know, 
Trump's slogan, you know, kind of trying to make it like a hate. No, he said that they, well, he told two different stories, and that's where everything fell apart. At first he said they, he was just walking to the store like 1 o'clock in the morning by himself. Okay. Two, du- two dudes with MAGA hats run up to him and beat him up, and they tied a noose around his neck, and they were like yelling Trump at him. Then he said that they had ski masks on, mm-hmm. a noose, and bleach. Right. So his description, but these dudes were like completely jacked up. They were from uh, Nigeria. Yeah, and they were actual, also actors on. Oh, they were actors like, too on extras. the shows. There was extras yeah. on the shows. What so a they crazy. hired. Yeah, so they hired. So he hired these guys to beat him up. Paid him thirty, thirty-five hundred bucks a piece. And everything went up in smoke. Yeah, yeah, because the story fell apart. It's like, and they said too, of all the cities to try and pull it, he does it in Chicago. In Chicago. And they're like, the Chicago cops are so smart. They've seen everything. Mm. They could smell it like a mile away. Something about this story. Because his statement that he gave on the scene, and then he went in and gave another statement. It was totally different. And he was going on news. He's going like news outlets too, wasn't he? I like, think so. Yeah, I think he was like. Man, if you're going to, you got to have your story. And those two, the two, the two, du- the two dudes got on a plane and like went back to Nigeria or took off to Nigeria, I think. But one of them either flew back to confess that it was or he called in or something like that to clear their names. Yeah, because, I mean, they they were actually looking at two innocent guys as the oh. next suspects, and they're like, okay, we got to call this, this off. Hand, yeah. Yeah. So this was just a big publicity stunt on his part gone wrong, essentially. Yeah, because, I mean, I think he, because he felt that it was a hate crime because he's a black gay actor. He was and looking to try to get capture some attention exactly. or some, some publicity. Yeah. What was he expecting to get out of that? More exposure to him. Like, more attention to his threatening letter that he received. Like, it's so stupid because the, 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 the Trump supporters who are disturbers, mm-hmm. they don't do it running around wearing their MAGA hats. Usually they're trying to be either... Not incognito, but they're not wearing like Trump T-shirts or Trump hats. Yeah. They're just doing, it and then maybe they say something after the fact, or it's at a Trump rally, or it's you know opposing something that's opposing Trump, and it's like so you know who they are. Yeah. They're not running around wearing MAGA hats, yelling you know Trump twenty twenty, MAGA MAGA MAGA. Like yeah. as soon as he said that, I was like, come on. And I mean, they don't need any help making themselves look bad. The ones that are going out and walking with the white supremacists and doing all this other stuff, they don't need bogus made up about them, right? Yeah. And then it just looks bad because it's like, well, you're a liar. And yeah. you're, you, you know, you for, and the, the, I, today I saw a post from the guy, I think, who plays his dad on the show. And he's just like, he posted a picture or video or something like that of him playing w- with his niece and she's, you know, just a baby and but they're on a Lear jet, and he's 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 just like this is this is the the Jussie I know he's caring and he, and he basically says in the write up he's like he would never do something like that and I'm like, man, it's cool to stick up for your friends, but he turned himself in the other day already. Yeah, like he's There's... and he should be. I mean, they charged him with one charge, and then there may be more charges. But I mean, he should. They should. Make an example out of him because there's enough horrific 
shit going on. We don't need staged fake. There's plenty of hate crimes and, and bullying and all kinds of nonsense going on. We don't need fake stuff on top of it. What a. F- mm-hmm. What is going on in this world? I did see the. JD, I don't know if you know that. The, the, I was looking because of movies. I actually. The, the WWE movie, the rock movie with Paige is actually doing really good. Is it fa- like family? Fighting with your family fam- or family? fighting with my family? Is it yeah. fighting with my family? I don't know. The, it's actually doing really well in uh, the box office. But I saw there was something, because they don't venture out too much, but there was something with the Netflix show, Roma, or movie. It's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie, I think. It's Is that uh, for 10 Oscar nominations, which I know nothing about? What's uh, it's based on, like, the Mex- like living in, Amer- in Mexico. I think it was, let's see what it says. Uh, what are the Oscars? Tonight. Are they tonight? Yeah, tonight. Tonight, yeah. Um, yeah, it's basically uh, Roma we d- uh, depicts a family family's life in Mexico City in the early seven, uh, 1970s. So it debuted on December 14th. And first run date movies with Oscar Ambition. Yeah. So I think it won. Did it won? Yeah, won Golden Globes for uh, Best Director, Motion Picture, and Best... Uh, most in picture foreign language for Roma. I'm gonna in, have to watch that in the Golden Glo- Globes. So do a little. I've been doing nonstop. I just completed a stock course with Udemy. Have you heard of Udemy? Uh, no, I saw you posted on I think on Twitter. Or something yeah, like that. JD was. We were talking. And I was like always listening to stock books and trying to like learn more. I man, I really highly recommend if you want to like. There's so many different. They cover everything on there, not just stocks. Like so many different courses, but. They have, and obviously there's different courses by different people on there and whatnot, but the first one I got was like, it was like a four-hour course, but knocked it out really quickly, mm-hmm. and like, it, it was good. So it was like stock, stock tips 101 or stock? Just for technical analysis and trying oh, to understand, because okay. that is confusing. There's a lot of, as you had, It takes time, and like, but it, it helped already a lot. It's just, it's repetition. It's mm-hmm. going to take, it'll take years of really, really doing it but it's like you you learn the stuff and then you actually read the charts and you get you get you could actually you start seeing patterns and seeing things yeah. and whatnot so but man they i was like i highly recommend it just want to learn udemy u-d-e-m-y uh they so, they so are we gonna see are we see right back on the floor of the new york stock exchange it's going by and selling you know stocks ringing the bell for aurora <laughs> here eventually we're me and JD are waiting on Aurora Cannabis. They, uh, the spring is being loaded. I think it's about to uh, start moving here very shortly. It'll launch this year. Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. By this point next year, it's. It'll. The, we'll be getting on the podcast. And be like today's episode is going to be called. I podcast. told you so. I'm not even. You're not it's even going like, to be done. No, because our, 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 our <laughs> you and Joe will be doing the show. With Joe have to go get equipment and like you won't even I'll be gone. No, because we're gonna you, you gotta let me finish here. We're gonna be doing it live on location from some exotic place, and our advertising budget's gonna be huge. And we're gonna be like today on the show, we just like to talk about how we told you so. We 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 hired some silence. ladies from the Asian massage parlor to come over to the beach. Uh, <laughs> I've been it's waiting not- on this one for a while. It was uh, it was up a lot for a bit, and then it's in the Canadian this- stock exchange. 
Or no, they're on the New York Stock they Exchange. They are? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. They, but when they uplisted is when the market kind of took a, a nosedive mm. for a bit. And uh, they've been working their way back up, and it's getting ready to uh, – we're sitting really pretty here. And they're the number one cannabis company by far, the cool. game plan and strategy. We've talked about it before, but it's uh, – I wanted to learn more than just – because investing is different than, than trading and knowing and understanding. But it takes trading. It takes – it's a mm-hmm. whole different ball game. Yeah. So it's uh, – that course, I'm doing another one. I'm almost completed another one. I'm just like locked in every, like, wake up. I do do some lessons before I go to bed, before I work on my book. I work on it for a couple hours, and it's, uh, I, I dig that stuff and whatnot. But I've been uh, doing, I actually put it on the Instagram, like ketosis. I'm trying to get into keto. I So I bought a blood keto monitor finally. Okay. I talked about last week that I was debating getting a breathalyzer one or the blood and I'd read the blood is the most accurate. More accurate. Yeah, more and then accurate. you could do your blood glucose too and whatnot. But so I've never been in keto ketosis. The before when I would tried it, I did it for like a year. Mm-hmm. I had carb days like every it would be like every four or five days. I would do a big carb day, carbohydrate day. Mm-hmm. It takes the first to truly get in keto, ketosis takes you need to you can only know through blood essentially mm-hmm. or by the urine strips and that the whole time I did it the urine strips never once showed me close to being in it so the problem I was doing before was I was doing high fats and low carbs my protein was too high first of all I think you mentioned that it yeah which high. converts it, uh, gluconeogenesis is when you convert protein to glucose sugars and so. I had to cut down on my protein, but I was doing carb days too soon. I need to first get into ketosis and know how long it takes me. Mm-hmm. Then when your actually body switches over to actually learning how to burn body fat as fuel, right. then is when you can eventually, your body, you, you, you can go back into ketosis quicker. So that if I say every three weeks I did a carb day, I can hopefully get back into it in a few days and not have to wait. Some people, they say it could take a week, two weeks. It take months. So like, the only way to know that you're in ketosis is through the blood test. That's the most accurate. But and like what right about now, like, I'm on day. I did a whole week. I did a week last week of it. And then I did a big carb day in, on intermittent Monday. Intermittent fasting? What's that? Along with fasting too? Yeah, along with fasting. Okay. And, and then, and I never showed that I was in ketosis by the urine strips. But I did a carb day on Monday thinking, oh, I could do a carb day once a week. And then I actually got the blood glucose uh, monitor the the keto monitor and tester and i'm on day six now and so ketosis anything 0.5 millimol i think is how they uh how the what the reading needs to be above 0.5 okay. to actually be in ketosis you said you could be in a light ketosis underneath but i'm only at 0.4 still on day six now mm-hmm. with doing intermittent fasting and the keto with lower protein and more good fats and keeping my carbs uh, usually typically under 30 grams a day. Okay. But it, it's like most people don't actually know that. That's why I never, I wasn't going all the way with it. I had to get the blood glucose meters, what I had to get to actually, so I now will know, like it might take months. I don't know. It might take weeks. Mm. But it's been, I've noticed it because I've been like slightly tired at times too. And But from what everything, the information I've gathered is, if you're, we're so used to doing carbohydrates and using glucose for fuel that it takes your body literally has to relearn kind of detox. Yeah, and your cells, stuff, yeah. everything has to adjust into actually using body years fat and, and years ketones. Of eating carbohydrates, my whole life. And stuff. Yeah. So I was like, 
me, it is like just didn't have a good enough understanding. I think a lot of people, they say a lot of people do that. You think, oh, just low carbs, high protein, high fat. It's not that. You got you to drop protein down typically and increase the fats. But the problem is I feel like is I said before, if you've heard me talk about it on here, I felt like I stored more body fat on the keto diet mm -hmm. on my sides. I wasn't, but it was because I never got into ketosis. But me and JD have talked about too, is like, well, that blood type thing, is that a real thing or body type? Like with people, do they not metabolize body fat the same way? I don't hey, know. Hey, what, what, what do you think light ketosis is? Light? What do you know as far as what do you mean on the range? The range. The range, they said, is anything under 0 0.5 is light ketosis, supposedly. Or you're not in keto. You're not in keto. I just pulled it up. It says. 0 0.5 to 1.5 is light keto. Optimal keto is 1.6 to 2.9. So the Thomas DeLauer guy actually is, talks about this too. There's, there's always conflicting information. Uh, that 1 to 1.5, Thomas DeLauer, who we've had on the show, says would be optimal. Maybe that's for fat burning. But high, being at higher levels, you're going to get the fat burning and maybe some more health benefits. But it takes even longer to get to that. Is but, yours the keto mojo? Your yeah, uh, keto mojo. I I've got it on here on the to talk about. For that's uh, what they that's what they got on their website too. It's the best one supposedly. It, it is. It makes. I, if I would have known how simple this was, you literally just prick your finger. You don't feel a thing, and it just the little the, the it's actually kind of expensive. The strips, fifty strips, I think, are like forty or fifty bucks. But the strips, you push it, you put the strip into the, the unit and it sucks the blood into the strip and gives you a reading in like a matter of like five or six seconds or something like that, seven seconds. <laughs> dude, dude, on their website, Keto Mojo, yeah. it says if you're fasting with ketosis, you should be in the neighborhood of 5.0. Yeah, but it takes... Oh. Like, yeah, so that's the thing though is it takes getting your body to adjust to this is the problem is it takes time. A lot of people think that you go into ketosis. Oh, I'm doing keto. I thought it the whole time before I thought I wasn't, I never once was actually truly in ketosis. So it's now you can get into it easier by doing a, a prolonged fast also. But at the same time, I think it's going to like, for me, I've been carb heavy my entire life. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to take me longer yeah. based on what I'm seeing on how slow it's going mm -hmm. on day six. I've been on 0 0.4 for three days. And before that, it was 0 0.1, 0 0.2, can, 0 .3. can you get lab tested to see maybe <clears throat> like the give you I just idea. did blood lab work actually <laughs> yeah. last week, but that's something they could, they test different things on that, but that's just a one-time reading there. It's the same thing. That's what, this is getting the blood sample directly mm -hmm. from you just by pricking your finger. So it's reading your blood. It's, it's, it's super accurate. Right. So I'm just like, how long? I'm not, I'm not doing a carb day now until I'm full-blown in ketosis, and I'm going to stay there and see if I burn body, if I get even leaner doing so it. No and if I don't, cream, no more nothing. Bubble, That's what I did last week. I wings. Last week I did 12 Krispy Kreme donuts for breakfast yeah. with a coffee. That was me last week too. Yeah, it was amazing. It's my favorite thing, those Oreo donuts from Krispy Kreme. Oh, I just get the regular. I love all of them. I love all donuts. Yeah. There's not one there from Krispy Kreme. Oh, I'd be like, oh, Especially get this out of when, my face. when it's fresh off the oven, oh, it's like butter melting your, like melting your but, mouth. But like, I've noticed my cravings by doing this for carbs have, have gone down yeah. and whatnot. But I, and I don't eat junk. That was me just doing it because I was doing the 
the strict dieting, but I was like, man, I'm going to have to just stay on this to get into ketosis, to know if I can actually truly burn body fat more efficiently and get leaner than I've ever been. The only way to know that is actually to physically get into ketosis through the reading, which I'm not, I'm not even close to. So I'm hoping by next week I'm flirting with one. Well, yeah, because it's saying on here, like, the, the slow way to get into ketosis is the ketogenic diet can take three to three days to two weeks. If you would like to speed up the entry into ketosis, you uh, add in uh, intermittent fasting. Yeah, that which is what I'm doing. So, which it says at that point you should be able to get into ketosis in two to three days. Yeah, not the well, so again. So the, what they don't say though, this is where information gets a little Muddled. sketchy. Yeah. Is that maybe is once you've already been in ketosis before your body is you actually your body recognizes it and knows. I think the first time you go into to get into ketosis, I think is the most difficult. That is what from what I'm hearing in the information I'm seeing, because I've never actually been in ketosis. And so how long have you been doing the keto diet? I did the keto diet for over a year before, but I was doing carb days every four or five days. So I was always throwing it off. Now, where did you hear about you can do carb days in four or five days? Like what? I just assumed assumed? from what I was reading, because I was like, oh, it only takes a day or two to get into it. I was like, okay, I'm doing (laughs) keto for a few days a week, and then I do a carb day, and it would be a clean carb day. It wouldn't be junk. It would be just restoring my glycogen stores. But what I was doing was never, I never tapped into, I never fully exhausted my glycogen mm. stores. And so it was this never ending cycle of just doing high fats and then a carb day would f*** it up. So I never actually was truly getting into that optimal fat burning state, which I think is a mistake a lot of people probably make. And then it was when I was doing more and more information, I go, I need to get a blood, I need to actually see. Because these test strips, I, had to, I was like, these test strips sucks. It, they, they don't say I'm in ketosis. I haven't had a carb in this long. And it's like, no, I just wasn't doing it long enough. So right. now I think that once you get Now, hold on. Is there, is there a test, do you think, to measure your glycogen levels? Because it says... I wish. Not that I if don't. You, it, it says if you are fasting and either exercising or doing cardio, you will, deplete, you will deplete yourself your glycogen fairly quickly. You should. So that's the other thing. But then there's the issue of your body learning how to use ketones and um, body fat as fuel. There's like an, there's a there's a, a period, and I've read there's different information online where like the Dr. Berg on YouTube says it could take months with some people, which I tend to believe. I I, I hope it doesn't take me months. Because I'm not doing, I'm doing, I started doing like calves. I, I got to do legs tomorrow, which I'm going to be interested to see doing legs, just my body weight stuff and leg extensions, leg curls at the gyms and some other, some other like walking lunges and whatnot. I'll be doing an hour of cardio every day and I'm still not in it. That to me is mind blowing though. And like, I, like I did calves today. I did 15 sets of calves and, and 50 minutes of cardio. Mm-hmm. And I, and I turned up the intensity towards the end. And like, I'm, I curious to see if I can break 0.5 tomorrow. When I, because I test in the morning after I've been up for a little bit, and see, and uh, it, but like, and I've talked to PJ Black about it. And he said it could take weeks mm. and whatnot. And so I think he said it took him like seven or eight days okay. to get into it and whatnot. But you know when you actually get into it because your brain and your focus, everything increases. You just the fogginess decreases and. So do you, is that when you say I know kung fu? You say what? I know kung fu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I was JD. What you're saying? The bang has the new uh, coffee keto coffee. Oh, hold on a sec here. I found 
Human Performance Lab Validates Non-Invasive Method to Measure Muscle Glycogen. Typically, they had before they had to do a biopsy, and the culture had to be handled very meticulously because it could be ruined like that. Apparently, the new method—they took it from the muscle, probably right to get the glycogen stores in the muscle. Some preferred to take it from the liver. Ooh, well, yeah. yeah well, that's why. Well, yeah, well, I mean, that's where. Huh. It, either the muscle or the liver it has one of the two places. These guys have an ultrasound. Who is this? Human Performance Lab in Florida, Denver, Colorado. Okay. That's. I wonder what the hell. All I know is it's. I just think I've. I think it's that's crazy to think that that's the only. It said uh, when I was reading about the the biopsies, it said that a lot of places will fuck up somehow because. It's temperature sensitive, yeah. apparently, and like the the, the once they uh, get the sample and then a lot of samples get ruined and uh, or provide an inaccurate measurement. It's crazy to think like we have stuff to test our insulin, blood sugar levels, yep. all the stuff, but there's nothing to test glycogen. I'm actually curious too because that Keto Mojo reader test it gives you your hematocrit, your hemoglobin, every time. Um, and my, it gives you, uh, they have blood glucose strips. So you could see, I've never had that tested. Mm -hmm. I've had blood work though. Everything's always come back. I believe normal on all that, but my blood glucose is still, uh, it's been 95, which is normal considered, but it tech, I was reading from Dr. Berg was talking about a fasting blood glucose level of between 70 and like 85 is more of the normal range. So I'm like, I'm even high on that, but I tested today on day six of keto and intermittent fasting on these other days, and my it came back randomly at 111 today, mm. fasting, which is actually pre considered pre-diabetic. But it was just, they say one test, it could be cortisol, it could be numerous things. So you got to wait, and I was like, well, I've been the other five days all within the normal range. But I'm just hmm. wondering, I, I was wondering, I was like, I wonder, because I've done so carbs, I, and I used to consume a lot of carbs. Like, I mean, a lot. So, which is crazy, but I always functioned extremely well on them, and I always kept my fats low. Mm -hmm. So, which I feel, I feel really good on that always when I do that. But, so that's why I want to know, because if I can master this, and I have this, if I can get into ketosis, and I can burn body fat even more efficiently, then I have a good cutting routine to go to. Okay, I'm going to use my clean carbs and low fat to bulk to get as big as I need and then go to right, try to go into ketosis as quick as possible when I want to cut mm -hmm. and have two different diets. Cause I believe I want to have balance still at times. There's going to be times where I want to be bigger and times I want to be leaner, but movie theater popcorn can't be had on ketosis. No, just eat hot dogs. <laughs> just without the bun, without, without the, bun. the bun, just get, can I just get it? Can I can I get seven wieners, please? Seven hundred dollars. As you for eat in the movie theater, and nacho people... cheese. Just eat. Oh, that would be what I would do. Just throw seven wieners in the nacho cheese in the nacho thing, please. Six pack of hot dogs at yeah. the grocery store is gonna be like four dollars at the theater. You have to get out your credit card. Yeah. Oh, movie theater prices are ridiculous. Well, I mean, that's you know we mentioned about Roma. It's like now people are just watching from home because this is. 
You know, I've debated going to Aliante Theater just to go get movie theater popcorn sometimes. Why can't you just make, don't you make it at home? You could, we've talked about it with the coconut oil and yeah. whatnot. And I got a popcorn maker here, like yeah, an old school I one. saw it like, I... It makes it real legit. Yeah. I, I've yet to try that with the coconut oil, because mm. I'm doing ketosis. Butter-flavored coconut oil. Yeah. yeah. But, but, butter's fat. But I can't so do... coconut oil. I can just drink, that's just, just drink butter, coconut oil. <laughs> I actually... Have no, have, have no carbs... Throughout the day, because you can have thirty grams, right? Yeah, yeah. You just have just, a, just... like count it, count it out in the popcorn. It's like seven kernels. You're like, <laughs> like Dren- scooping it, drenched scooping in it. butter and coke, and just eating it with a big spoon, with one of those uh, ma- uh, miso soup spoons. Yeah. Too. Oh, that sounds delicious. Drop, drop a single kernel in it. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's absor- absorbs all of it. The uh, I took a CPR course too online this week. I actually, I, I don't know if you've ever, I woke up and I, I don't know if you've ever had, like, I just woke up and it was in my head. I go, you want to do I've never taken a CPR course. And I got really mad at myself that I was like, it's such, I go, that is something everybody should know. I did CPR in high school, like the, it was a health class, but we had a, like a week of doing CPR and stuff like that. I never had that in school. Uh, what's funny because. you, JD? Yeah. Twice. In school. Once in junior high and yeah. once in high school, I yeah. Was a, I was a sophomore in high school. How the f*** did I... Well, because there I were elective, I was sick or there were elective classes. So I took health uh, class. I was such a sport. Taught, they taught like sex ed, um, you know, that. lots of sex ed in high school. Now that I think about it, maybe that was a, every year. Yeah. <laughs> mine, was, mine was in uh, gym class. Yeah. Um, but no, like um, I watched a Netflix special of... Uh, uh, Dr. Ken, he okay. was the guy from uh, the Asian guy from Hangover. I and just saw his comedy special yeah. actually. So he amazing. actually talked about doing CPR, and um, if you you listen, you ever listen to the BJ's uh, "Staying Alive"? Yeah, that BJ's, right? Yeah, the BJ's. That um, that beat, like "Ha Ha, Staying Alive, Staying yeah. Alive," is like a CPR, you know. I think technique. I remember, yeah, yeah. And so that's, that's one, one cue to, uh, uh, you know, learn CPR or remember if you completely forgot, you, you know, how to count, whatever. Yeah. It was, uh, I just went through and I went through and took a course. Just, mm-hmm. It was super simple, just within videos. Yeah. But it was, I was like, how did I, I was like, I had to admit, yeah, I feel like now that I'm thinking back, I wonder if I just didn't, like, because I feel like they would have, Done been like a, a day they did that or something too. Just I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. When we did it, we had these dummies, yeah. and they had they had the big springs in their chest, yeah. And they tell you and how much supposed to be two inches, um, right? Two, yeah. Like, and they tell you how much how like how hard the, the, the how hard to press them and everything. Yeah. I was, I, 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 I dropped I, I dropped an elbow on one of them. <laughs> did he really? Oh yeah. <laughs> the spike wallowed to the room. <laughs> once, once I got the check mark that I did it right, and I was like, and the teacher was back was turned. <laughs> uh, this person's dead now. <laughs> Jeez. Did it sell it? Oh no, it's a dead cell. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just woke up and I was just like, I go, how the? F- I don't know why I don't. I didn't have a dream or anything, and it was just like I can't learn CPR. Yeah, I was, something just told. I literally got up and then went and got a signed up for a course. And did it with my coffee in the morning. Did you see the? Uh, I still haven't worked out in five weeks either. I'm going crazy on that. 
did just cardio and I could do legs and stuff some, without weights. Mm. Not nothing with my shoulder. Just because of your shoulder, right? When, yeah, it's when finally, my shoulder finally is loosened up now. Okay. It was after the stem cell thing too. They had to drill a hole in my bone and uh, implant the bone marrow. Wow. My shoulder was, but the scope, me up. the scope takes like eight weeks to recover from. Mm. So I'm only, I'm about. Four weeks in? Four weeks in, yeah. yeah. So I got a, I got another I, I'm month. counting a week so we can start bowling again. Yeah. When, when my shoulder's ready, I'm going to kick. We should, we should start a, tro- we should have like a trophy. Just like a. Who has to get to keep possession of it. <laughs> Just have a trophy in front of us. We, if we, if we do have forth. a, when I'm able to make my comeback, the, uh, out of the lanes. You get a, the Brunswick's, Brunswick's What would we, would we have a three-game tournament? What would be the, we eventually? Can, we could do. I'll have a trophy made for this. <laughs> well, I mean, be, we got to have. I'm not big on trophy. I'll get this elaborate trophy made. <laughs> You just have another belt. And I don't give it to you. Yeah, just, don't just have another belt. It's like, this, this is more valuable than my Intercontinental. That would be kind of cool if bowling did championships. They do. They Like actual championships? Like the belts? And yeah. Stuff? Yeah. I don't see. Like there's some. I wonder if WWE sends the championship to when Belmonte wins or one of the guys. Like they Dude, there's, there, there's a hot dog championship belt. Yeah. So they got to be a bowling. I'm I'm so hungry right now. Hot but you know what? No, they should do they should do like a bag, and then like a strap that you can like you throw it over your shoulder to carry your carry your championship <laughs> ball in, and then maybe your name is like in, in embroiled, shiny gold yeah, or something. Yeah, on the on front, it. and it's like you want a shot at the ball. You want a shot at the championship. <laughs> a it's cha- stayed right here. A championship ball too. What? A championship ball? Do they give them a championship? God, don't want me a championship ball. I'm, I'm, they I put a they, the fucking ring inside the clear ball. Sure. And that you place out a little little thing. They can make put, they can make all kinds of trophies. There's a there, you know if you go to Red Rock, they actually have the tournament champion uh, cup. Really? Yeah. So I would like. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I was watching it on TV again the other yesterday. It's I. They make it like the way they present it now is it's more hip. Kind of. They try. They try. I feel like bowling needs somebody big in it to really help bring it into the next level. So you're saying that you could be that guy. guy. You could be that guy. I could be that crossover athlete. Because I was watching Belmonte, I think, bowled a 212. Yeah. And I've I've bowled over that. I think with the one game. Yeah, I guarantee you're not going to bowl 212 in the lanes that he's throwing in. Don't listen. Your ball is. What's different with those lanes? Yeah, they're better with those lanes. I've adjusted tremendously to any of the lanes we played on. Okay, every Saturday at Red Rock, they have different lane patterns you can actually bowl in. Okay. That you actually compete with other people. Yeah, yeah. Don't, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the So guy's, the guy's I think for $40, you can bowl three games, and you can bowl different patterns of that week. Really? So there's the, like the cheater pattern, the shark pattern. Like it depends on how much oil is on the lane. How Wait, hold on a sec. What, what is, is the pattern... The way the boards are laid down? No, it's the oil. It's the oil oil that's laid down. It's just like, you know, going to a different golf course. There's different, you know, different areas, uh, different, you know. There's no oil on golf courses. (laughs) I'm comparing. Different different texture to the greens. Kind of. Yeah. But Some greens have a little bit longer grass. Some have a little shorter. Some play faster. Some play slower. Mm -hmm. And so, so, like, a lot of times either, you know, the last... The, you know, the last 10 feet could be no oil or it could be a lot of oil. So it really depends. Because if there's a lot of oil and you're throwing your ball, your ball is not going to hook. 
If there's a lot of oil, your ball won't hook. No, it's just gonna keep sliding. I'm able to. I've adjusted any time. I've seen that. I've been. I've been on lanes. Okay. Like what this. I'm saying, like, but it, so on the lanes they're playing out on TV for the championship game. Oh yeah. What kind of what kind of lanes? I I I didn't see that episode. So the other guy beat bowled, him. The young, the 22 year old. So so he bowled what? So Belmonte threw. Uh, the other guy beat him pretty. It was okay. close for the almost towards the end. Right. He had two seven ten splits yeah. that he couldn't get. So, I mean, a lot of times they'll, I mean. They'll probably play on a like a thirty-eight foot pattern or you know thirty-five foot pattern of of oil. So it really, I mean, I don't know, but that's does that mean that like so out of the whole lane, there's thirty-five feet with oil or without? With oil, with with oil. With oil, okay. But sometimes they'll they have a V shape, like towards the end, or they'll have like a straight pattern in front. It's crazy. They just don't have one specific way that they how do they lay it down too the machine does it the machine you'll you'll you program, program into the machine you program the machine what they do is the machine will go down to clean up all the oil to suck up all the oil that's on the lane and then lay down a new pattern on top of the lane and so that's why they get you know you get new oil patterns i've never seen the machine i think i've never seen it when i was younger yeah you'll I mean, yeah, this, there's, they all, like, well, the reason why you've never seen a machine is because when you go to a bowling alley, you do it early in the morning, and you do it uh, late at night. Or they oh, do it, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. That's what, yeah, I always saw it at different but, times. But if you, do, if you go during league, like, probably an hour before league, you'll see them redo the machine. At the end of the night? Is that what no, they no, do? No, no, no. Like, usually they'll put a new, uh, a new fresh oil for leagues. Okay. So the, they'll, they usually call it the house shot. Now what happens is when it, when you know when they have open play bowling, yeah, you know people will just bowl on it, and so the pattern gets all screwed up, and so um, to make it fair for everyone in league, they redo the they redo the lanes uh, and they put a, a new fresh oil on. So, and that's why they wipe their balls. Yeah, with that because I always see that, but because usually when we're bowling, the ball doesn't really. No, I mean it really depends because like, if there's a lot of oil on the lanes, they'll wipe the ball. But if there's no oil on the lanes, sometimes they'll 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 wipe it or they don't. But also it's, it's a habit. Yeah, you know well, that's one of the things being a pro is adjusting to. Yeah, and plus um, you know these pros are sponsored by. Oh yeah, bowlers, no, they're and they 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 have nine bowling balls. I've noticed that. Yeah, you know they can they can use, so it's, you know. So just because it looks good, it looks easy for them. Of oh course. no, no, that's like anything else. Yeah. So they like, go, oh, it's so easy. Yeah, it's, but the way you said it is like, oh, Belmonte, Belmonte threw two twelve. I, I got that before. I was sarcastically saying that, Joe. Yeah, it was. He did it on the biggest stage of it all. Yeah, you know, it's. I've seen your Instagram that you know you gotta kick my ass many times and. I came in. You were running your mouth. I said, it, "I'm gonna drop what I'm doing. I'm gonna go bowl with a bad shoulder. Fasted. I beat you a few games. A couple." Two. Couple games, yes. you know. Sometimes you just gotta. Where's that plaque at you brought over here? Put it back. Well, up. You apparently you broke it, and so I took it home. You could put my name on it here. <laughs> I think we're gonna we'll take a quick break right here, and uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. 
I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So fuel meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code the big guy to save 15%. Fuelmeals.com. Feed me more. It's the big guy Ryback with Feed Me More Nutrition, and I just wanted to say thank you guys for another great year. We started the brand with three supplements, and we're now getting ready to release our seventh supplement, our 10-count creatine. We just released our GTS Go to Sleep high-powered sleep aid, so if you have a difficult time falling asleep or staying asleep, check out our all-natural GTS sleep aid available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. Speaking of feedmemore.com, we have all new domestic shipping rates. No shipping over $9.99 domestically anymore, with rates as low as $4.99. We want to be more competitive, and as a thank you guys for being loyal customers, offer you the best shipping rates we possibly can. So if you guys haven't checked out Feed Me More Nutrition, now's your chance. We are a premium all-natural supplement company that gives you safe, natural formulas that get results. FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed me more. We are back. We are back. I actually have brought in Joe, my keto mojo test. I'm going to see how I'm wasting these damn test strips. This is my last one out of this one. Luckily, I bought the bottle. How much? Uh... Do so. Ten came with it. The unit was, I think, sixty bucks. With how much? Sixty. Sixty bucks for the for the the prick, the pricker, the keto mojo reader. You get ten uh, keto mojo testing strips and ten glucose uh, strips. Mm-hmm. So these strips, so they actually, you see that little line? It sucks the blood. Oh wow! So it sucks it into it on its own. Okay. It's crazy. So, but what you do is, is you take it for the people and you literally just, it has a little computer chip on it. Mm -hmm. You You put put it in and it comes on. Oh, neat. And then you just, you have your, and they have different, you have more pricks, the little, the metal, but it's inside that. You just literally pull it back Mm. and we'll go with the pinky. Squeeze out the blood. Squeeze out the blood. Sometimes, because I've had this same pricker, I got to sometimes do two of them. Just so I make sure, because I've had it. I actually wasted a strip once. I didn't get enough blood, mm. and it didn't, and it pissed me. It's a waste of a strip. So wait. So how much are the strips itself? So a package of fifty of them is like fifty bucks or something. Oh it's, wow, it's crazy. Jeez, how many pricks? Those are some expensive pricks. See what I come back at. 0.5. So 0.5, JD. Look at that. Huh? Huh? You can't see it. You still can't see it. Oh. Yeah. Still can't I'm see it. I'm a little. I'm still. Yeah, you can. See it. It's on there. I believe him. Yeah, I have no reason to lie here. I did prick. I pricked my finger three times, so that was. Maybe that's, maybe that's the key is to prick your finger multiple times. To get this back. is a, I'm the deepest I've been in ketosis since, so. And I did worked out. I did 15 sets of calves, 50 minutes of cardio. And uh, I got to do some stretching and shoulder rehab stuff later. But okay. 
Zero point five. Hell yeah! I'm working my way up. Buffalo Wild Wings is on on deck though. Mm. Doesn't have carbs in that too. There's a small amount probably small in this. Amount. It's very. I looked it up online. It's like oh. it's. It's not. Don't try to ruin my fun. Transcriber though. We need a transcriber. Yeah. So if you're good at transcribing, hit hit me up. Oh, I also want to say something. Uh, you know how yeah, you always um, get annoyed when people don't return their cards. Oh you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you ever do you back in or do you actually go park your car in front? Like, do you ever like back into the parking spot? No, I go in. I go in. I'm the, for some reason when I go to the shopping area, there's always people backing in to the parking spots, and it's just, and especially when people don't know how to back, and so like literally I'm sitting there waiting for them to back in. Yeah, is this and one of your pet peeves? It is one of my pet peeves. And so, because I always get there because I have a, they have an Amazon locker, and I just want to go in and out, just pick up my, my, my packages from Amazon. Yeah. So, just so happens, there were at least four cars backing in at the same area, okay? So, as I was pulling out, there was this truck that was lifted that was also backed in. Just didn't even, didn't even look. I mean, it was lifted didn't even see probably wouldn't be able to see what below turned read over the car parked next to him oh no <laughs> and basically got stuck so it's like what's the point of you backing in if you're just oblivious of your surroundings it's it's just insane if if he backed up he'd probably be backed up slowly and people notice he wanted People, that's the thing, though. When people back up in the parking spots, they want to just rush out quick. Is that what it is? That's what it is. That, that's that's why it's called parking getaway style. Right. Well, Lord, this guy did, did a horrible job. I don't job. think I've ever backed in it. I don't. The only time I, I would, like, if, if my car's facing, it's when there's a parking spot open. open I can go through it. over yeah. it. But I would never back in a parking spot because it's like, it's first of all, wasting, it's blocking everyone's way. And it is easier to get out, though. It's easy. About, but, but I wouldn't though, want to do that in my truck, is, though. though my, car, my car moves really good. But the, pro- the problem is, though, people are expecting to see the, the reverse lights. So, like, you know that guy's backing up. It's like, okay. Uh, yeah. let, but if a guy's, if you're, if you're driving, all of a sudden the guy's going to floor it. Oh, and, it's like, yeah. and so it's like, dude, like, that's I didn't. That's a good point, too. So that's, that's my, my pet peeves. And, and it never really it's a good thing. It never really turns out well. Man, what? I'm not gonna lie. When I when I'm at home, I park getaway style. Well, house. yeah, yeah. I mean, I do that too in my garage, but that's pretty much. Seems like kind of a double standard. It is right? a double standard, but not in a freaking busy parking lot. <laughs> He's like nobody. Nobody's waiting on me when yeah, I'm parking. Yeah, no one waits in the parking lot. But yeah. It's a, it's a busy area. I mean, this is it's, the parking lot's always busy. What I wouldn't give to be able to park in my garage, you son of a bitch. Yeah, why don't you just turn... get rid of all your equipment? Maybe move I, the maybe move the all that video. all that equipment he's not using. Yeah, yeah. you can't even use. Yeah. just take it up. Are you are you at least in there with the Swiffer lately? With the, <laughs> wait, the, the cleaning it up. Yeah, I need to, it. It's dust. It needs. It's it got some dust in there. Mm. The uh, I was waiting till I had maids come over and have them just clean that whole thing in there because it's how much? You, by the way, how much do you pay? That was expensive. That whole thing. I can't remember yeah. exactly if it okay. was. I'll ask you because I'm looking for a maid service. Oh, the I thought you meant the the gym. Mm. No, the maids used to come out for. It was a group of them. 
I want to say it was like between 160 and 180. A week? Yeah, or whenever. I would do it like, no, I wouldn't get it done every week. It was I used to get it done all the time when I was on the road. Okay. I would usually, because I wasn't home, so my house was never that. I just would get it cleaned once a month usually. Okay. Um, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, hold on a sec here. I got to tie this into the beginning of the show. Yes. Okay. So everybody's the 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 rub and tugs, right? Yes. Such an old idea. The naked maid. What if you did it as a maid service, right? And then you're getting out of the shower. Oh, hello! I wasn't (laughs) expecting you just yet, and the door was unlocked. Right? Like, you know what I mean? How exciting it is that she's vacuuming. And like, oh, she drops something and she bends over, and it's like, wait a minute, why is the maid not wearing panties? Robert something could have saved him a lot of trouble, JD, if you would have just had this idea. And they send different maids every time. Or he does keep do it, this. Keep it fresh. Actually, you know, funny thing is, I did a, I did a, it's porno, not a I did a porno scene about this. You were a maid in a porno? No, I was not a maid in a porno. <laughs> the broom? Yeah, right. No, I, I, I filmed this. I was holding the camera. When... I don't know why I said the broom. The broom. Just... <laughs> we have lost the show. Uh, I like to just picture you being used as a broom. It's just, it's just, I don't know. What? I don't know. It's so ridiculous. He, he, Joe, he hit 0.5 and he said the brain was supposed to work better, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gone the other way. Um Wow. Ooh. Broom. Yeah. <laughs> Broom Joe. Oh, man. With that, I think that's a good for this week. I don't really have much much yeah. else this week. Okay. Anything so, you want to go ahead and plug, Joe? Yeah, apparently we were plugging about the scene with my broom or something, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, Where can people see you? You can follow. <laughs> you can actually see it on AsianJoe.com. No. Uh, uh, go to my website, webmas- uh, AsianJoe.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Webmaster Joe. Good deal. JD, business is going good. Having to uh, scale. Expansion's not uh, possible at this time, but it's just. I mean, I'm still working on December, so. I uh, got some new equipment this week, which finally figured. I, I, I took 15 minutes of the class. Class is four hours. Yeah. I got pretty much what I needed out of 15 minutes. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think I was going to need... I mean, the machine does everything, and I don't... It's the embroidery machine, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's got so many features. The computer on, it's very complex, and like that was the thing was when I turned it on, I was pissed around with the computer. I couldn't figure out how to get it to what I needed to do. Yeah. So once I figured that out, I got it from the, the class, and uh, it's, it's, it's a beast, I'll really? say that. Yeah, I'm gonna try a hat out probably tomorrow, and I already got I already got the foam in for the for the logos on the hats to try out. I bought some two dollar hats to round with, and uh, but there's that, and then I got uh, the leather being scaled, and then finalizing the details on the website finally. Yeah. Oh my so God. essentially, you'll be able to do the lead times on belt. Will that come down? Essentially, it, once, I, once I once I get caught up, it yeah. will come down, and then because uh, I mean going forward, like I said, this machine is two to three times faster. Okay. And I and I still have my other one, so if this one's say it's twice as fast, plus my other one, it's technically three times yep. as fast. Yeah, what you're doing. And uh, 
then of course ordering the leather in a different capacity now it's going to just enable the the lead times to come down which are like eight to twelve weeks i would like to get it to like six to eight yeah and uh then once the new websites kick in definitely uh you more user friendly more options and uh see what kind of level we can take this to this year good deal that's what that is not a bad problem to be running into for all fan mail guys p.o box 752740 follow the show support it on patreon patreon.com slash ryback we have Amazon merch for Feed Me More Nutrition with the big guy Ryback on Amazon. Feed Me More Nutrition on Amazon. Feedmemore.com in Vegas at Wise Chiropractic. Personal video shout-outs from myself. Cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback. Book the big guy at yahoo.com for all professional wrestling signings, uh, appearances, comic cons, any of that deal, wrestling, everything. Book the big guy at yahoo.com or Bill Barron's at showbiz at AOL. Com. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, my motivational book, available on Amazon in paperback, Audible, and Kindle formats. Fuel Meals, FuelMeals.com, save 15% with discount code THEBIGGUY. Shout out to a wrestling historian. Give him a follow on Instagram uh, for always helping us get guests on this show. And he has a great Instagram account with the history of wrestling. And social media. At CWTBG, Ryback22, at FMM Nutrition on Twitter, Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook, The Big Guy Ryback22, at Conversation with The Big Guy, at Feed Me More Nutrition on Instagram, Ryback247 on Snapchat. This YouTube show, which we got a new YouTube guy, uh, getting some better content on there actually here coming up the upcoming weeks, youtube.com slash Feed Me More channel. Thank you guys for listening. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation <laughs> with the Big Guy Ryback. Bye. Feed me more. Done. This is Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment.